Hello, this is your boy Ocho, and welcome to the Health and Swell Podcast. Yo, yo, yo. Another episode with me and my boy Harris. You know, this one's always a fun time. We always get into fun conversations. And, you know, we're just a bunch of two white boys trying to save the world. And, oh my god, I just burped there. My bad. Anyway, guys, it's um, we talk about current, the events, the protests, uh, how we can move forward. And we give you more of a radical lefty side of things, maybe. You know, Harris is... Uh, our resident communist, I guess you could say, on the Health and Swell podcast, but always a pleasure to talk to him, and um, I hope you enjoy it. Hey, what's up? Geez, man, so you're stuck in line at the Depener? Yeah, I was. Now I'm now I'm home. I'm good. I my uh, I, I, I'm liking the name Supreme Pimp. <laughs> yeah. So um, it was it was a weird Dep experience because I get in there. And the ladies mm-hmm. at the cash, and it, you, you see somebody at the cash, like, yeah, nothing's gonna happen. No, I stand yeah. in line behind yeah. her, yelling because <laughs> because she doesn't want to insert her card and type it in and type in her pin because of COVID, but oh, she no. can't tap it because her tap is broken. Now, now, before I got my new card, my tap was broken too. Right. Just like we understand your predicament, just insert it and wash your hands yeah yeah that's the thing like yeah like yeah it's tough though man i i get it like i know i've been critical about the lockdowns but i want to make it clear like i I know you might know this but i'm critical of the lockdowns because i worry that the lockdowns which could have been done a lot earlier in my opinion but whatever um, should have they should have been and my my worry is that it caused even more damage to people especially the regular folks or the poor and all that. So that that's where I'm really like kind of pissed off at. But yeah, that's unfortunate. I actually went to Dairy Queen the other day and they've got this cool little like it's like this long contraption thing that they can just like use and it's like quite large and basically you can just like use it to so people can just like put in their information on their um like you know on the machine and they don't have to even be close to you so they can keep the distance. It was pretty cool. That's pretty sick. Yeah, no, and I agree with you on the topic of like how lockdown has hurt people, but that's yeah. because we didn't respond fast enough. Oh, I agree. No, that's that's one Not thing. because like, like it, it does work. We've seen it. Like the places that didn't lock down or lock down too late, like us, got McFucked yeah. hard. Yeah, but that's like everywhere other than Taiwan. Like and Taiwan didn't even lock down. They actually just acted when China first like sent out the the warnings. So they were that's like, okay, we should have acted. It's yeah. the first time Taiwan listens to China in the history of ever, and it works well for them. No, and I oh, think like New Zealand too. New Zealand too. They locked down fast. They did it well, and you yeah. see now they don't have any cases of COVID nineteen. No, I agree, dude. I agree. 
that I don't disagree with. It's just that, like, you know what's pissing me off too, man? Like, now, like, restaurants are going to be open. Okay, here's my thing. I get it. It sucks for restaurant owners. But listen to this, dude. Now, they're, for, let's say, forced to reopen. And they're going to because they're like, shit, we got to make some money mm -hmm. again. So they're going to reopen at, like, mm -hmm. three, uh, three times less the capacity. And they have to wear pretty much all the PPE, which is great. But they're putting themselves at risk just so some asshole can go in to have a nice dinner. Where it's like, bro, like, again, like, we spoke about this last time we spoke. I feel like we're not prioritizing the right things. Like, uh -huh. Bro, you're preaching the choir here. Like, I work yeah. in food service. I have right, those yeah. assholes in my face every day. Yeah. It's like, no, that's kind of why, like, anyway, you know what, man? It's, uh, I'm glad Montreal seems to be doing well right now. And We are but, the epicenter. We are not doing well. No, the cases are going way, way down. That's way, way down. That's what I mean. Like, we're doing better than what we were. But that's we'll see what happens. That's like saying America is doing better than like I don't know, 1970. It's bad. It's less. It's less bad in some ways, but we're still sucking mad D. But yo, I want to tell you something that I found out. Yeah, what's um, up? I think one of the main. Th this is probably why Montreal and Quebec ended up being really, really like the epicenter. I found out that we were sending workers probably out of necessity from uh, uh, CHSLD to CHSLD. Up until like the end of April. What is CHSLD? What is this? Uh, the old, the old Deschamps. Oh. So basically, we were mm -hmm. they were spreading the disease amongst them, and that's kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah there's also there's also a bunch of articles about it being um, spread primarily in uh, black and brown communities because it's low yeah. income. Absolutely. Honestly, like I'm just. Dude, I live across, literally across the tracks from Montreal's epicenter, Park X. Yeah. Like, yeah. and the the distant the the difference is it's insane. My neighborhood, yeah. everyone walks around without a mask off. Everyone's everything is sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. But over there, like when I had to go visit the my veterinarian to get my cat some, uh, you know, fell away. Hello, Frank. Um, <laughs> it, it was insane. Everyone was masked up. It was like walking through a ghost town. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how you say yeah. Park X at. 12 a.m. like 12 p.m. isn't a ghost town mm -hmm. but here's my thing man they're making it sound like like sometimes i i read like i see things and it's like they're making it sound like minorities are suffering because of like genetic reason it's like fuck off they're suffering more because of their life conditions because of the fact that they're poor because of the fact that they have to work in like tighter shittier like uh conditions mm -hmm. like and that pisses me off, and that's why, like, um, with, you know, John Hutton, he commented yeah. on my post yeah. about that guy, about protest being good, and I totally agree. Mm -hmm. And my thing is, like, we should have been fucking protesting from the beginning, like, because mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what I think, man. I think a lot of unnecessary lives died due to a shitty fucking system. Oh, I absolutely agree. <laughs> Hold up, I got a story to tell, and I, I want to get yeah. permission for it first. Hey, Sam, can I talk about your grandma being stupid? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so Sam has this ridiculous grandma. Um, okay. Their grandmother is a climate change denier, and I got in an argument with her about that in person. Like, actually, you think that the climate is changing? That the climate that climate change is not a thing. Like, it's well, it's just pseudo. She firmly she firmly believes in pseudoscience, 
And a while back, she posted this article claiming that the reason black people are dying from COVID-19 more than anyone else is because of a lack of vitamin D. Okay, I know what you might be thinking, but that's not because they're... Anyway, yeah, continue. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? That's bullshit. Recently, she posted... A, an interview like uh, like this thing from Candace fucking Owens of all people. <laughs> yeah, my favorite lady. I'm getting God damn. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I, okay, I, I I get it. You're stupid, but you don't need to be this stupid in public. Like, can you just be quiet and racist in your own home? <laughs> like, it's funny you bring up Candace Owens because oh, um. God. Um, but here's something though, because she posted what she posted, right? Mm-hmm. And this is something that, like, totally, she deserves criticism. A lot of um, black people went on like social media, be like, "You're you're a moron." Here's why, right? But there were so many white dudes being like, "Candace Owens, you have no right to say that." And I was kind of like, uh, "That's you not know? your place, man. Check yourself, dude. Like, you can't do like she is." Like, you know what I mean? So I, like, I found that, but yeah. But I do the that. real question is, how long before Candace Owen says something, it's like, unironically says an Uncle Ruckus quote? Like, I don't know. Uncle Ruckus? Who's that? I don't even know that. Oh, is. man. you never seen the Boondocks, have you? Oh, yeah. Okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like, just the <laughs> stuff that she says is just awful. Well, like, what's her background, dude? Is she privileged as hell? Is she super rich? I don't. Like, I, was her, uh, yeah. I just don't know. She just doesn't have any reason to. Yeah. Well, I saw Joe Rogan a while back, and she straight up was like, I don't think climate change is real. And, like, look, Grace in Stamford, Connecticut, born in North Carolina, yeah. uh, Stanford High School. Ooh, that's sad. Mm. In 2007, while 17-year-old in high school, Owens received three racist death threat voice messages, totaling two minutes that were traced to a car. Uh, by the son of a mayor. That is oh, wow. super sad. I'm so sorry for her. No one should have to endure yeah. that. That is horrible. Um, but but I, I'd love to know know? where and when she decided, man, I really want to throw in with the Republicans. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, so yeah, like I don't know, dude, but I had a really good conversation with uh, my mom last night. She's not she's not really racist, but we all had like a little like a chat, and it was good. Mm-hmm. And I realized something about myself. Um, so when I was in high school, dude, I like I've always been really, really like this very, very deep seated hatred for colonialism. And I did uh-huh. all my projects on Africa and Rwanda, uh-huh. and the, from high school on. And then I, you know, being at Concordia, I always like participate on this stuff. So it's like, I'm not perfect. Of course not. Like, we all have stuff we can work on. Yeah. But it's like, for me, man, I realized, like, I've had an experience that has allowed me to understand this a lot better than other white people. Uh-huh. And I and I realized that. I was like, oh, shit, that's my privilege. You know what I mean? In a way. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, but it's a good privilege to have. It is. Uh, but I'm not perfect. Like, I'll, I'll be honest, dude. One thing that I... Like, and I, it's not too often, but I call myself like crossing the street. And sometimes I'll. You're short, not here. Yeah, sorry. I can't. I didn't quite hear that last bit. Yeah. 
I'm saying, like, I've caught myself in the past, uh-huh. like, if it was late at night, especially when I was younger, uh-huh. like, if I let's say I saw a black person, but to me, like, uh-huh. I've saw them crossing the street, and then, like, uh, so it's like, I think we can all, like, really, like, put down and be like, hey, this is, this is wrong, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. But it's just like, talking to my mom, even talking to people more around our age, it's like, some people like I have to educate myself, and I was all like, "Oh wow!" Like, of course I educate myself every day, but it's just like I, was, like, I didn't even realize that so many people didn't understand this. Like to me, it's like, of course there's white privilege, you know? Yeah, it, it still astounds me too. Like, even if you don't understand it, on like a, mm. a par- pardon me, um, haven't eaten anything all day, so like <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. <laughs> uh, this is, this is my new thing, burping on a podcast. I love it. Uh, so, like, just on the whole, like, uh, being educated on white privilege and racism. But just, what, mm. what I don't understand is how people have a fundamental lack of empathy for others. Like, you see, yeah, that like you see somebody getting racist comments thrown at them or getting the shit beat out of them by racists or cops. I mean, cops count as both racist and cops, but, like... <laughs> We'll get to cops. Soon. Yeah, like, but but, <laughs> how do you see this and just be like, wow, that that motherfucker deserved it. That's just yeah. Like how? Like who hurt you? Yeah. Who? I- that's that's interesting too. Like who? Man, there are some really very sad and and I mean sad in the literal sense. Like very very deeply disturbed people out there apparently, and it's just like fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hard for me to get, man, but it's like, you see it and just like, it's just like, I, I agree, man. It's like heartbreaking. It's like, what the fuck? It's like, I want to have sympathy for you, but you're just being a piece of shit. So you get none oh, yeah. of that. I agree. It's like, I will feed you scorpions, um, sir. I agree, man. But that's, I will say something, dude. I'm seeing way less, and I guess that's a sign of the time, way less, way less of the, all lives matter people and even way less, even though they were all like even more racist people mm-hmm. in my experience, even more of the minority. Now they're like, from what I've seen, they're, they're almost becoming like so small, which is good. I think, man. And what's interesting to me, like we had the riot part of, of these protests, but the longer this has gone on, those are becoming, they're becoming less and less. Vibrant, yeah. Which is great. Which I love. I love we, that. It's the, yeah, we have to keep the momentum up though. Um, like the bus yeah. boycotts lasted for I, I don't know like at least thirty days. Civil rights movement was ten yeah. years. Um, sit-ins yeah. were months. Like these. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna share a little personal anecdote for you. Mm-hmm. So I think in yeah it was my sixth grade class with my disgusting, disgusting elementary and middle school. I'll, I'll go into that later. My elementary middle school because I fucking hate charter schools and I'll get into that later. But we took an entire year out to just discuss the civil rights movement. Like an entire year of curriculum just on that. And sorry, that's me. That's my alarm to get the pizza out of my oven. Um, Awesome. uh, Gotta love frozen pizza. But we, there were all these important lessons imparted to us. We had the privilege of, like, we got taken to Memphis, Tennessee, to go to the Civil Rights Museum to learn all about the struggle. 
And it was lost on so many of the kids. And it was lost on me too for years, which I am embarrassed to say that. Yeah, I know. But, but the great thing is, but the curriculum that, that we had was fantastic. Oh, hold on. No worries. Get your pizza up, man. Don't burn your face. Okay. We good. Dude, I'm practically burn proof at okay. this point. Like, yeah, did you ever see the, uh, yeah, the intro I got at work? Uh, the intro? The injury I got at work when... Yeah, I, I, yeah, you showed it to me. Yeah, so I'm pretty much burn-proof at this point. Yeah. Always, like, handling hot shit. So it, was, it, it still amazes me to this day that, that such a powerful lesson, such a personal one, too, was lost on a, a class of, like... It was, like, four classes of 32 students each. I don't know what that is because I can't do math. But that's at least 90 kids, 90 to 100 kids, that this lesson was lost on. All of us mm -hmm. come from, from a position of privilege. We got a guided tour of the hotel Martin Luther King was assassinated at. We got a guided tour wow. of um, uh, the Little Rock High School. All of these important places in the civil rights movement. And it was lost on pe on students, me included, me included. And only, mm. only years later now that I've come to reflect on it, did I, did I really understand what that was about mm. and why it was important for me to go there. Yeah, it's um, that's really cool. You got that. You got to do that though, man. That's like not not a lot of people get to do that, you know. So that's that that, that is that's important, oh, yeah. I would think. That's great. Nah, I mean, like, I think the momentum is, like, the, a lot of people, yeah, did it for the social media the first week. And I'm seeing less and less, like, on TikTok. TikTok was, like, my news source for the first week. Oh, yeah. Uh, so many awesome black creators, seeing all these different opinions on it, seeing, like, live footage. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, that's how I could snipe out the, uh, the bullshit on the mainstream media, because it's, like, they're basically saying, like, it's matters, protesters and rioting. No, no, no. It was either outside provocateurs, cops who were maybe paid to be outside provocateurs, or just doing bullshit tactics. Tactics, or the other group of it were snot-nosed kids who wanted to tear their Jordans. You know, like yep. it wasn't the actual protest, like at uh -huh. all, from what I saw. It's crazy. What do you think about the monuments getting uh, getting? Destroyed? They can't go down fast enough. Those those right. shouldn't have been put up in the first place. They should have been yeah. torn down years ago, and they aren't mm. getting torn down fast enough or, frankly, rude enough. <laughs> what would you do instead? Uh, I don't know. Like, ch change it up from statue to statue. Blow one of them up. Chop the legs <laughs> off of one. Chop it to bits. There's this really ugly one of Nathan Bedford Forrest that I think should be left standing because it is so ugly. <laughs> it is so ugly. Is yeah, the motherfucker who found out that shit. It is so ugly that it's like, how how do you idolize this man? It's just like it's like a it's so bad it is almost like a a joke on anyone who could like possibly like, goddamn, Nathan Bedford Forrest, I love you. Like I'll send it to you later. It is the worst statue I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I've seen a lot of ugly statues. I've been to a lot of modern art museums. Yeah, modern art, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I like going to modern art museums because it's like they're interesting, but man, sometimes you're just like, what the? <laughs> my, 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 my gripe with modern art is this. 
Like, and my problem is yeah. like, I don't like saying that I don't like modern art because it makes me sound fashy right. because, yeah, because, because that's a fashy talking point. Like, Oh, modern art, everything's bad these days. We need to go back to austere stuff. We need to go back to romanticism. We need to go back to yeah, like, no, yeah. we don't express yourself correctly. Express yourself how you want, but I don't like modern art. Cause it's like, here you are here. We have all of this paint on this canvas. What does it, and it mm -hmm. has this abstract thing and it's in a museum for thousands of dollars and I just don't get it. And they explain it to you like, like you're supposed to understand it. It's like, I was literally raised in an art studio and I don't know what the fuck this means, John. <laughs> it's funny, right? Like Yoko Ono's shit, man. That shit's just horrible. Like, it's so bad. Yeah, like, honestly, yeah, if you take I, art classes from Tilda Swinton, you need to, like, stay away from me. <laughs> I love that. Yo, I think I'm going to name the, this podcast, like, don't take art classes from Tilda Swinton. Honestly, don't. <laughs> yeah, okay, um, we'll, we'll save the police talk for the end, but let's talk about Cheeto Boy for a bit. Um, Man, that guy needs to shut up more often. That guy needs to stay in his bunker for the rest of his presidency and not open his phone issue. He just needs to not do anything. You Apparently. know what's crazy, man? Like, I, I'm not, I'm not, like, it's not my side of politics at all, but, like, man, he was just, he, it's his, it's his words that are actually the worst thing about this guy. He just does not know how to fucking talk, I'm telling you. He's an idiot. <laughs> well, I don't know if he's like literally an idiot, but he, what he says is idiotic. Oh, he is absolutely an like, idiot. Like anyone else at this point well, would have like shut up, like maybe like, I don't know, a month in with her presidency. Like, hey, maybe I should yeah. tweet less. No, not a chance. Yeah. Like, not here's a chance my thing, man. And I know, here's my thing. And I know most actual activists and protesters aren't actually mm -hmm. thinking this, but. A lot of people, and maybe it's because they're young and I'm seeing this like on social media, which is not, I know that's not the entire world. It really seems like they think that racism exists because of Donald Trump. And I don't think he helps it, but like. He certainly promotes you know, it. You need to brush. He certainly yeah, spreads but it. it. It's like, I don't, I don't think, like, I do think, okay, getting Donald Trump on is a good step in the right direction, right? But then it's like, are a lot of these people just going to be like, okay, it's six now. Like, I've seen people being like, racism didn't exist when Obama was president. And it's like, well, that's what, bullshit. Are you kidding it might have been better. Obama didn't do shit. Yeah, but it's like, I didn't even know that it was better. Like, that's what I'm saying. So, like, I know that's not your reality or my reality or a lot of, like, of these activists' reality. Maybe it's just, like, a young Gen Z, like, first time able to vote thing. But it's like, I don't know. It bugs me, man, because it's like, to me, I mean, I've been talking about revolution for, like, months now. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I really want the energy to continue. Like, I, I personally don't think Trump's going to lose. I don't really know what people are thinking in the states, like overall. But to me, I don't really think Biden's. A I don't either. Unfortunately, he's but, the same piece of shit. Yeah. A different side of the coin. The two, the two party, yeah. the two party state is disgusting. It's just yeah. one party with Why two heads. We... Let's end it right now. I would love to. You know what I would love to do? I would love yeah. to try every Republican and the majority of Democrats yeah. for, I don't know, we can find a charge for some of them, probably just corruption. Remove them from office. I, I think I know a charge. If you want to get a little conspiratorial, 
Oh, we can definitely get him for that. I mean, Trump's probably a pedophile. I think Clinton's probably a pedophile. Like, there's so many of them. I think they're fucking pedophiles. And I didn't believe that shit, eh, bro. Like, I didn't believe that shit when Pizzagate came out. I was like, oh, this is If you're in the black book, if you're in Epstein's black book, you're not in office. Just just by being in a pedo book, you don't get office. Yeah. That's what I think, right? Like, why is that hard? But I actually, dude, I think, uh, I actually think some of those people are going to go down in the next six months, man. I don't know about Trump, unfortunately, but who knows? Maybe, like, that'd be good. Get the president out too. That'd be crazy. Like, you know, there's some people that think Donald Trump's the savior in the world. Yeah, those people also like, fuck their cousin and wear a mullet. Yeah, they're. You ever heard of QAnon? Unfortunately, yes. They started Pizzagate and everything. Yeah, I mean, they might be right about people being pedophiles, but it it makes me so... It makes me laugh that when they're like, Donald Trump is our savior. It's like, okay, maybe Donald Trump's against against Hillary Clinton, but Donald Trump wants to be a dictator. He already is. He's violated the First Amendment and the Fourth. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna... It's getting scary. To be honest, but it's been scary since he called you, the so goddamn you, National Guard. Yeah, the U.S. No, troops have no uh, place on our soil. They have no place. Yeah, they, that's, Get that's them the fuck out. Well, you know, I legitimately fear at this point a military junta. Yeah, junta. J U N T A. It's it's when the military takes okay. control. We saw that after literally yeah, so every like, Arab like, Spring. Uprising, which is what this is yes. looking like now. Which is why like, this is it. This is the United States. Finally, the last country we haven't installed a military dictatorship in is ourselves. And yeah, that's we got it. James Mattis, a well-respected general, speaking out speaking out <laughs> against Trump. He's now a civilian too. He holds no yeah. military office, so he could be very quickly installed as a maybe a president. A uh, somewhat someone with temporary right. with temporary powers, hell, even one of the other generals could easily take control, and I don't like that. No, I don't like that at all, dude. I mean, I, that's kind of what I've been thinking about lately. Like, um, yeah, it's it's fucking scary, man. To be honest, and it's like, do you think he's gonna he's gonna get reelected, though, man, or do you think Biden might might take it? I don't know, and frankly, I don't care. Because I'm going to keep doing the same thing yeah. either way. Well, that's good, man. I, I like hearing that from you. And then it's like, yeah, uh, the, TikTok, like I said, these days is kind of not as lit as like last week, man, it was sick. There's a lot of the, a lot of the, a lot more, I mean, obviously they, I knew they existed, but there's a lot more uh, dissenting opinions from the um, African-American community or the black community. And there are a lot of people that like aren't, totally on like the side of let's say the left or like are against even like what black lives matter is doing. But I gotta be honest, like none of them, none of them like Kansas Owens pretty much. It's not saying that anyone's against black lives matter. Black lives matter helps literally everyone. Yeah. Everyone is a victim of police brutality. No one more than the black community, but everyone is a victim of it. The police are just an occupying I think army. it's been infiltrated. Think about it. But I think it's been infiltrated. 
by corporate interests, unfortunately. But I, but I don't think it matters because like the, the will of the people are showing now anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we just gotta keep listening to but, you know the black organizers, especially yeah, black, the black women. Wilson. Yeah. Sean King, yeah. And Dick. Oh yeah, the black trans mm-hmm. you know, women. Absolutely. That's what I try to do, man. I just, I'm taking a break mm-hmm. though, like I told you from like social media. I've stopped using TikTok. They've been censoring so, Black Lives Matter. I don't fuck with that shit. So I know, bro. The only the like okay, this is gonna sound ridiculous, dude, but like I'm gonna stay on TikTok because I'm kind of like I'm getting a lot mm-hmm. of followers now, so it's good for branding. But like I'm trying my hardest, like ideally in less than a year, that I could just be like, you know, my pot. Like when I start putting some mm-hmm. money into the podcast, and if let's start to make money, then I, I'll be like, you know what, fuck social media, you know. But for now, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely gonna take take a break from Facebook, from Instagram. And yeah, no, they have been censoring, and uh, you know they also censor mistreatment of Muslims in China yep. too, right? Like they free, free the Uyghurs. That's fucking great. Ooh, mm-hmm. I want to talk about this. Um, and obviously, this content always existed, but I guess it start the algorithm picked it up now. I'm seeing a lot of free Palestine stuff on my phone. Yeah, boy. And I'm like, I. That's my other like big like. Oh, Did man, you know like, um, that many American police forces train someone, in Israel? Yep. That's what I was going to bring up, dude. The Minneapolis police force was actually trained by Israeli military. Yep. From no one is better at beating the shit out of people and oppressing them for no reason than the Israeli military. Like, yeah, is that going to get me banned from going to Israel? What you- yes. Are there a lot of stuff yeah, in Israel that I don't want to see? Yes. Um, will I take yeah. that lump? Yeah, it's not like I got the money to go there anyways. Yeah. That's, um, what do you think about it? Like, what, what bothers me, man, because there's a lot of Israeli Jews who are against the apartheid mm-hmm. state, right? And I don't like how it's like anti-Semite if you criticize Israel. And I've spoken mm-hmm. to Jewish friends about this. And I don't know, man, and that pisses me off, dude, because it's like, I get it. Like, okay, it's like the religion and it's very important. And all that. It's like, that's not what I'm criticizing. And I don't think anyone really is. It's not anti-Semitic well, to like are. criticize human rights abuses and war crimes. It's, 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 it isn't at all. It's anti-Semitic to like critique the, um, you know, the existence of Jewish people. Like they exist, they need safety, yeah, they need a home, but... Absolutely. One that beats the shit out of and kills people. That ain't a home. That's a war machine. No. Yeah. No, I agree, man. Like, I have, that's one, that's a conversation, dude, that, like, if someone tries to take the side of Israel that isn't, let's say, you know, Jewish or or something like that, in which case I'll probably back off because it's like, I don't know if I want to get into that. And a critique of the government isn't a critique of the people. no, I agree. But like, if, let's say I'm talking to like say mm-hmm. a, a white person or anybody really who's trying to like take the side of Israel, I I, I lose it, dude. I actually lose it. Like, have you ever heard of Norman Finkelstein? No. Okay, so he's a Jew, um, academic. He actually um, he critiqued the guy mm-hmm. named Alan Dershowitz, um, like a was a prominent um, mm-hmm. Jewish scholar, and basically he was saying because his parents died in the Holocaust, and what he said he's like on the memory of my mom and dad. Like, 
they're like, I cannot let this happen. Like, we, they promised that never again, like, or they survived the Holocaust. And he said, never again will we allow something like this to happen. And basically, his whole thesis is, this is pretty much what they're doing to the Palestinians. And he got lambasted. He lost his tenure at, I think it was DePaul University. He lost his tenure, um, basically got completely, like, shunned from the Insane. academic community. And so he came to Concordia mm-hmm. dude, back in the day. And he got, obviously, like, hello. Really didn't like him there. And then I think that might have been the same year with the Netanyahu stuff. Yeah. Netanyahu was a few years before me. Yeah. That, that was before me, too. But you want to hear, yeah. hear a story I heard? And this is interesting. Apparently, the conservative government of Canada got involved in CSU elections after that. Because it was such a big... I'm not surprised. Event. And Montreal's a big city... I'm not surprised either, and that's fucking Five crazy. Five bucks says Chris Califatinas takes conservative money. <laughs> okay, let's not get too much into uh, student politics but this time, but yeah, like, straight up, that is so interesting to me, but um, yeah, man, I I, I like the energy, like, there's, there's still, like, I don't know if you saw the pictures in Los Angeles of the protests, like going down, I think it was Hollywood Boulevard, maybe, or downtown Los Angeles. That's fucking beautiful, man. We do it's love so good protesters. Images. You heard about the uh, Seattle Free Zone? Literally, was just going to bring that up. Are they like taking over Seattle? They're making uh, their own country. <laughs> I'd love for that to happen. <laughs> maybe Seattle will be will be the uh, the birth of the resistance. I love it, man. The autonomous up. zone is fantastic. I love it. <laughs> I love how everyone's welcome cool, except eh? for cops. Like, it's imagine. I can't imagine a safer place in America. I, honestly, that's the thing, man. My boss wants me to go to Texas, and it's not that I think I'm going to get shot or anything like that. But more, it's just like I don't know if I really want to go there right now. You I just wouldn't I mean? go to Texas. Like, I don't like, know if they Colorado, but like, fuck Texas. What? Well, it's just that's where he lives, right? Like, so. That's the only reason. But yeah, I, I kind of agree. Like, it's anyway. But right now, we're not allowed traveling, regardless. So that's that's good. I might go. I might go travel in Quebec this summer, though. See some sights. It's beautiful. Freaking. What did you think about Legault saying uh, systemic racism doesn't exist? It's it's my Quebec. reaction to pretty much everything else he says. Eat a dick. Just absolutely eat a dick. <laughs> he's like a nicer. Like he's a less. Um, piece of shit version of Trump in terms of like what he says. His policies are... He just, he just says the same but shit, like, but quiet. He's, he's the quiet racist uncle. Yeah, so exactly. The one who gets drunk and yells the N-word at 1pm. <laughs> and like, even his like really strict stance, mm-hmm. which is still too late on COVID, I remember being like, okay, he's handling this well. But I remember telling my friend, I'm like, the only reason he's doing this is because he's a nationalist prick and he's trying to create a more like Quebec pride, unified, like, let's uh-huh. separate type thing, you know what I mean? Like, dude, imagine a, a, a Quebec that separates with him. Like, we would have no choice but to get Videotron. We would have to buy everything with this panier bleu thing, which is a good idea, but I'm worried that he's going to try, they're going to try to put limits on what we can buy and stuff. And, like, man, who knows? Maybe Jeff Bezos is involved in that shit. I, I wouldn't be surprised. be surprised by any capitalist nonsense. Okay, so I got something to talk about real quick. 
So I am replaying my Go favorite ahead. video game in the world. Deus Ex Human Revolution. Okay. Here's the plot. Okay. Human augmentation is a thing. Imagine somebody's robo-arm, but 10 times as cool and 20 times as pimp. Okay. There is the actual Illuminati. <laughs> the Illuminati! My they play both sides. <laughs> they control everything, and they control the entire world outlook through a news outlet called Picus Media. Do you know where Picus Media is based? Montreal, baby. Where? Yeah, so yeah. you want to hear something crazy, dude? There actually is, like, New World Order Illuminati ties, apparently. And this might not be true. I don't really know. Like, where, like apparently they have, like, bases in, in like, Magog and stuff like that. And, like, you know, Montreal is an AI really? hub, man. It's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Do you believe in that? Do you believe in the New World Order, the Illuminati? The, the existence of a secret cabal of really rich people plotting to destroy the world? Uh... You don't need to. Yeah. We already have that. They got names and addresses, boy. Yeah. No, that's here's my thing, dude. Like mm -hmm. that article I shared about the 147 companies that control the world. I don't think it's an organized plot to, to control the world. I think it's money, money controls now. the world I think, already. Like money controls it, and they're, mm -hmm. they're, they compete against each other. It's not like they all have the same interests. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's how I. And also, like. I don't um, know. Some of that conspiracy theory shit gets into like gets into like fascism, fascism propaganda, nice. shit like that. You know. Okay. I'm gonna stop paying attention to your cool so. plant juice for a sec. Can you please say that again? I got distracted by cool plant juice that is blue. It looks like Listerine. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, what I said is like some of these like the cabal conspiracy theories get into like fascist yeah. propaganda and stuff like that. So I kind of try not to like get too mm -hmm. too tied up in it, but like. I don't know, man. Let's see. Maybe if some pedophiles go down, it's going to be like this big. It, we might need something like that to happen, man, because I think people people are already outraged. Just, here, let's talk about this. What do you think of anonymous Richard? A little bit late, but welcome back to the party, boys. I don't think it's. I don't think it's the original anonymous. I think it's it's whatever, but. It doesn't I don't think it's actually the original, original group. It's group anonymous, like Antifa. There's no CEO of anonymous. <laughs> There's no fucking organization. It's a loose coalition of folks who are trying to no, do the right thing. Is it Antifa? You know there's vegan the fuck Antifa? Is vegan Antifa? <laughs> you ever heard of a cow exactly fascist? Exactly what it sounds like, dude. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Apparently, they're, they're, they're the ones that are, want to go to rural America and start burning they down can, farms. They can go try you that. Know? On the and way there... Okay, honestly, the, the fucking Antifa bus thing that the conservatives are, like, small-tongue conservatives are afraid of. Are you familiar with the Down With Cis bus? The Down With Cis bus. The what? The Down okay, so With Cis? like, um, 2014-2015, on Tumblr, someone wrote this stupid text post saying, Oh my god, I... This person mm -hmm. jumped off the bus. This bus hit me, like knocked me over. They were wearing a shirt that said down with cis, like as in cisgender, C-I-S. And so it became this huge meme, like the down with cis bus. Okay. Like, oh, the, the fucking trans people are oppressing the cis. The fucking Antifa bus is just down with cis bus to tear gas boogaloo. That's what it is. 
And it's a great meme because I would love an Antifa bus to go to rural rural America and be like, hello, guys. Hello, guys. We're here to rid you of fascism. (laughs) We're not going to destroy your property. We're here to help. How are you guys? And they get immediately treated with, I don't know, a good old Tennessee welcome. A gun, bro. (laughs) No, that's the thing. Like, yeah, it's um, it's interesting. Like, I, I um, I do think some people that say they're part of Antifa or whatever, like, I don't think it's an organized thing. I do think there's been some things. Like, I've talked about this. Like, I think some people, but I don't, I can't really say, oh, it's Antifa, but there are people that have done some things I don't really like in terms of violence. Well, but, what's the violence? I Is mean, it against fascists? Because that I don't know count. anything about. That's a public service. See, that's the thing. We don't know. Like don't the know. guy who punched that's Richard Spencer. I guess public service. That's not assault. The Nazi. Who's Richard Spencer? With a bad haircut. Lisa. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that guy, like the guy in Charlottesville? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, piece of shit. Exactly. Yeah, the one him. that cried. <laughs> that's not a public that's not an assault. That's a public service. That's doing the right thing. No, that's that's no, that that's not what I mean. Um I mean, there was that thing with Andy Neal, but then I found out through some of you guys like that he was yeah. a right wing provocateur. And just because someone is not, just because someone's like queer, doesn't mean they're necessarily oh, you mean like, like Milo you know, Yiannopoulos. Like, like, I don't, aren't. Yeah, I don't even. My, like, Milo is a yeah, don't even every that guy, on earth. Like <laughs> the, the, the worst you part feel, about yeah, it you is, feel that like, way. you know, the story about like gay people dressing well. He dresses like shit. Mm-hmm. Like he he is yeah. objectively ugly personality-wise, politically, physically, emotionally, and most importantly, <laughs> fashionably. Fashionably. <laughs> so he's not an attractive no. attractive guy. Eh? Like doesn't he have a new I, I wouldn't be surprised, day? but like he's he just stupid hair. Th- just the worst. Yeah. Yeah, it. Um, I don't know much. He was about big him. a few years ago, and then he got disgraced for some reason, one or the other. Yeah, no, like I know who he is, but I'm like, I have a maybe it's because I'm I am left biased overall, but like I I I I've never asked like a far right person to come on my podcast. Like I have friends that are more right, but then like that new right, you know, like that pretty much. You just are right with conservative because of your economic beliefs, but like that's weird though. Like I don't understand how someone could be normal. economically conservative. Like you see, like you see how I don't get that either. Money affects people so inherently, and how the system is rigged against the poor. And you're like, you, you know that. what? Fuck y'all. I'm in the same state as you, but fuck all of you. Yeah, I'm gonna go suck Jeff, Jeff Bezos nuts real yeah. quick. Maybe, maybe some of his money will trickle yeah. down from his tiny little dick and his fucking kneecap head into my mouth. <laughs> all one cent. <laughs> your Amazon wants to start becoming like like banks too now? Because after your boy Elon Musk said fuck Elon Amazon, Musk. then they announced... Also, fuck Grimes? How do you have a kid with that man? How do you have a kid with that man? Uh, well, I don't know. I, I I don't like like, you, I'm always like Grimes. She literally married the enemy. How do you do this? Yeah, doesn't that kind exactly. of go against the image? Like, I know that doesn't... Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, you, 
attraction, but it's like it almost seems like yeah. Anyway, I don't want to you know assume things, but yeah, it's kind of weird to me too. Like it doesn't doesn't sure. make sense for what she's all about. I'll tell you a story. So it's kind of like I went on a few dates with a girl, and then I found mm-hmm. out that she's a conservative, and it ruined everything because after a five minute conversation about politics, uh, I wanted to throw up. It's like how did I spend so much time with you? And not understand that you're a flaw, like not, not even a flawed piece of shit. That you're just an unapologetic piece of shit. Like, how do you do it? Uh, like, she wasn't under. Like, what do you call it when, like, let's say, what you and I? I mean, I guess we're quite similar politically and stuff. But what do you call it when, like, opposite sides get together and I mean, have just like, like a conversation? There's a name for it. Uniquely American um, and inherently stupid. No, there's like a. There's, uh, the third, uh, I forget what it was called, but it's some, anyway, but yeah, that's unfortunate, dude. Like, I don't want to, like, judge someone based on what they, like, what side to lead politically. You but, should. If their political yeah, stance hard, aligns with screwing, yeah. like, so many people over and then aligns with people who are just awful. If your stance aligns yeah, with that. the likes no, of, you know, the MP Sloan, who aligns with Doug Ford, who aligns with racists, yeah. if your if your camp has Doug racists Ford. in it, you're not good. You should either leave and separate yourself and reevaluate yourself, or suck ten dicks and die. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I agree. I mean, obviously, I agree with that. That's fucking. So I feel like I've been yeah, getting on an honestly, angry rant here. My, like, I want to bring some positivity. Do you want to hear a few jokes? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so this, so this is the two go jokes right ahead, that I tell. Let me, let me get into it. Oh, on this a is date? The, this is the, I'm not very good at telling jokes, but like these are the two jokes I tell no matter what. It, <laughs> it's worked for dates. It's worked for friends. Hell, it's even working yeah. at work. All right, so first joke. Three chads <laughs> walking down the street. It's freshly rained, so it's muddy all over. Chad's okay. come across some bricks. Like, you know what? That's the sound of me slapping my fucking bicep. Let's see who's strongest. Let's, yeah. Okay, here's how we're going to evaluate who's yeah. strongest. We're going to throw our bricks up into the air as high as we can, and whichever brick lands deepest in the mud is the strongest, right? You know, adding gravity plus muscle. There we go. So Chad, one, throws it up in the air, lands a foot in the ground. Chad, two, throws it up, lands five feet in the ground. Chad, three, throws his brick up in the air, doesn't mm-hmm. come down. Okay. Yeah. No, that's the joke. That I'm really joke? sorry. I think, okay, let, me, let me make it up to you with this next one. This is, on, this is the reason why I only tell two jokes ever. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's really funny. Okay. I just... I explain it. Let me, okay, I'll explain everything. I, like, let me just my, give my, my, let me uh, give you my two joke repertoire. Me. Then I'll explain my I'll explain both jokes. It'll be all good. Yeah. It's just like it's like it's my joke energy here. Yeah. All right. So joke two. <laughs> this lady is is a nervous flyer, and she's gonna go see her mom in England. And her emotional support animal is a parakeet. So she gets her parakeet. She goes on the plane. This is before nine eleven. So okay. she goes like right through security. Boom, gets through. Gets on the plane, everything's going Gucci. And of course, this is a no birds flight because you can't really take a fucking bird on a plane. So she gets on, everything's going perfectly. They lift off, 
like the waitress gets the drinks like oh do you she's like oh do you have any crackers in store and they're like oh why like do you like crackers or something and she's like yes absolutely i love crackers desperately storing a, a fucking parakeet in her coat and and like crit, like kudos to the parakeet it's keeping quiet the entire time through airport security through weird airport smells mm-hmm. through like everything awful in the airport like Frankly, I want to scream in airports. I don't know how the bird didn't. So, after a while, mm-hmm. we're at cruising altitude. Everything's going good. We're across the Atlantic. Captain steps out of the cabin, smoking a big cigar, because, you know, this is 1970 or whatever. There's no such thing as plane safety. He's walking down the aisles, like, you know, <laughs> greeting people, like, handshaking, like, hello, how's it going? I'm the captain. I got all these wings. You see my wings? I can fly a plane. And eventually, <laughs> I'll show you my Sean Connery later. It's very easy to impersonate him. Um, eventually, he gets the lady, the topic of our story. And his cigar smoke starts bothering the parakeet, and it squawks. And he's like, hey, what the fuck was that? Was that a bird? Sean Connery voice. Um, and and she's like, no, 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 there's no, like, I don't have a bird, I don't have a bird. And he's like, I, sh- I smell a bird. And then he reaches inside the coat, obviously being a dickhead, grabs the parakeet, opens the window, holds it out the window, and he's like, I will touch this bird off the plane. The lady's like, how dare you? Grabs the cigar, holds it out the window. There's a tense moment of staring. Eye contact, you know, like when you when you have like a fucking like arm wrestle with somebody, and it's just that moment like when you're right in the middle. There's like the the mm-hmm. the battle of wills. Who will break first, the captain or the sweet passenger who just wants a parakeet to stay sane on this plane? And he snaps. The captain mm-hmm. lets the parakeet go. The lady tosses the cigar. The captain's like, "Oh, that was a two hundred dollar Cohiba," because it's 1970. We got an embargo on Cuba. Captain storms up back to the cabin, like grabs the joystick angrily back in the back in (laughs) the coach. Poor lady is crying. Her emotional support parakeet is gone, and it's another twelve hours to England too. So then, finally, after a few minutes of huffing and puffing, the captain hears a knocking on the on the window, the fucking thick, thick plain glass window. It's the parakeet. You know what's got in its in its beak? No, nah, the brick. What the cigar? <laughs> yeah, see, I okay, set you so up with like the I'm so bad joke. at jokes, and I hit you with that one. Okay. <laughs> That's brilliant. The, the best dude. one is That's the best one is, is when you tell it to a room full of drunk people. And there's like a few minutes of them sitting in it. Like, like you see the gears turning in their <laughs> eyes. And, and then like, sometimes you have to like explain it to them. Like, I was like, when did I mention a brick? <laughs> I mentioned a brick in the past 10 minutes. When did I mention the brick? And then it's like, <laughs> Oh bro, where'd you get that? <laughs> I did not yeah, make it did up. You get I watched the Rooster Teeth podcast and I stole I stole it from Bernie Burns like eight oh, years ago. <laughs> I have a question though, man. Does anyone really make who makes up jokes? I feel like that's a question that needs to be answered. Like that's something that's really hard to figure. Like tracing back I have where no a joke idea, originates. But jokes, jokes are cool. People who come like, up with jokes are great. 
it's a very i think it's a very interesting thing like okay like um okay I, i'll ask this before we literally yeah. get onto a cop fuck cops thing because i'm ready but um here's my thing like uh here's my question considering like you know uh post-corona world what do you think about the idea of unnecessary travel being like banned and having like a like a tax on your airplane flight like it kind of sucks for me because i love to travel but like you know how many unnecessary weekend trips just for a business conference we have and it's like we can always do it on zoom or we could do it on this you know what i mean so what's your thoughts on that man i don't give a shit like <laughs> okay, that's travel right. they can travel as as much as I love like right. the idea of no I I you know sticking it to the plane companies making them eat a dick. Some people just need to travel. Some people need to need to see their family and that and like when we're like oh what's unnecessary travel it gets like yeah it gets muddled like what's unnecessary travel muddled. Like, holiday yeah, travel necessary? Yeah, you think so? But I, other assholes don't. So. And you <laughs> know some conservative would be like no. Yeah. That's not necessary. You don't need to immigrate here. That's not yeah. necessary. But me going to Florida seven times a week to collect money, that's necessary. Facts. That's facts. So maybe business trips can, I mean, conference. A big conference, like a big international business conference, or like, anyway. um, like the classic conference I was graced with attending about two, three years ago. That's necessary, but like just a weekend right. of like six six rich dickheads in a room with bad haircuts, worse smelling cologne, and awful yeah, fashion not- choices. <laughs> Stay at home, bud. Not necessary. Take the call in your gym shorts. Yeah, I agree. It's crazy, man. Honestly, you know what I think, Harris, man. We're we're, ent- we're going to be entering into a decentralized world, especially in banking. Um, I have agriculture. Um, Especially with meat. I mean, look what happened with the meatpacking plants in the United States. But like, that's fucking unacceptable. It's stupid. Animals dying because because of, of bullshit like that. Like, we do not need to do that that way. And then, like, it, it like, bro. Obviously, you know, for me, that's like, oh man, that's the work. Like, I'm so angry with that shit. Like, it's a bit different here in Quebec, but regardless, like. And then I think like decentralization, man. I, I just want to see decentralization in a lot of things. Decentralization of the media. Fuck the mainstream media overall, man. Or at least have like what happened to respectable journalism, man? Like back in the day, I feel which day journalism was a lot better. You know what I mean? Like like seventies even, man. Oh, you mean when we slandered Dr. Like, King? It was a lot more. The media has never been respectable. Well, news journalism yeah, is inherently. I guess it was- I guess it hasn't. You guess you're right. Yeah, that is true. But, uh-huh. I mean, it doesn't help that it's owned by the same fucking assholes. Like, it's bullshit. Like, I shared that, like, man, the script that these people, like, on local news are all reading the same script. And it's crazy, dude. Like, all right. So, did you hear about... Um, and conservatives are using this in the most horrible way to basically say all like kind of like not all lives matter, but like mm-hmm. how come no one's upset about this when it's like they're missing the point? There is a white guy, Tony Timpa, and he got an arm. Is that the, is that the man who was an exterminator who was executed Very in the most brutal situation. way possible? I'm gonna look him up. His name is Tony I, Timpa. I don't know, but don't. 
Tony Timpa. But regardless, my point in all this is like, oh yeah, okay, maybe you should realize that cops Tony Timpa didn't need to die. Like, he was murdered. Let, let's focus on. He is the reason why Black Lives yeah, Matter for to die. everyone. Yeah. Exactly. That's my point. You know what I mean? Why didn't Why like, didn't black people? I, it, it angers me that conservatives try white to use people. that. Just if we're talking about like exclusively for one race, like why didn't y'all get mad? Oh wait, Stop. because white people are invested in the in supporting the police. Blue lives matter. I, like ironically, I'm gonna yeah. say this right now. Like is that something? What do you th- if you support like, Blue Lives Matter, I yeah. personally encourage you to eat shit, and like optionally die i'm not encouraging you to but definitely eat shit you are awful you have no empathy nor compassion that's fast and you're just a bad person i don't care what bastard ass cop you're related to i don't care what bastard ass cop i'm related to y'all making bad choices right i i actually agree man honestly dude I feel this Black Lives Matter protest is different than all the other ones in the past. I think it's. The, do you feel that? No, I feel like it's I just. Uh, I think it's just better received. This is different. This is like very similar crazy. to Mike Brown and Ferguson back in twenty sixteen. Yeah, maybe. back in twenty sixteen. Wait, Mike Brown. Right. When was Mike? No, Brown? what I mean about that is, yeah, like the whole, the energy's different. Um, yeah, yeah I Mike Brown was Mike Ferguson. Yeah, it was, no, it was, was twenty fourteen. Sorry. But, uh, the, yeah. Oh, damn. But, you know, I just feel like that's what I mean. Like, the energy stick from this time. Like, I'm, I used to get into a conversation. I have a, an el- uh, she's not elderly, but she's kind of like, I met her through online reality games. And we ended up becoming really, really good friends. Sweet lady uh, from Pennsylvania, a small town. And she's quite liberal, I guess you could say. But, you know, she's still like small town mentality. And she used to always say, like, she never understood. Like she'd say, but yeah, what I know a lot of cops and all that. And we used to get into arguments about it. But this time, man, she was like, nope. Like I, I think I understand it now. And it's it I'm seeing that a lot more, man. People are getting more woke. Something's going on, man. There's like a I don't a know. Woke, Maybe it only took a hundred videos of black people it's being sick. murdered brutally to get people to understand what the fuck happened. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right, man. I think so- social media is key. With this man, I actually think like I TikTok. TikTok. I mean, yeah, they've been assholes in terms of like suppressing hashtag. But man, like the fact that we can take our phone and film shit. I agree. Shit now, I agree. It's a good thing. Like, we can film this shit. Man, ba- a few yeah, years back, sick, I wrote but... an essay in high school uh, so... about police de- demilitarization. Mm-hmm. And I'm give me a few minutes. Yeah. I'm gonna try to pull it up so I can talk about it because because I knew that because I think it was really important That's because it. I I was like what like fifth like sixteen seventeen maybe eighteen at the oldest and mm-hmm. uh, police demilitarization. No, that's not it. Weird, because I'm trying to find it. Um, it's not my senior presentation. Essentially, like, it was crazy because I I talked about the British police force and its inception, and I I didn't have any understanding of how the British police came into being. 
which is which is which is insane because I've, I've done some more research into it. Paper on that. And I praise the British police force for not using like guns and stuff. But really, they're just the same. They're created to enforce property. Yeah, they got the little batons. They were there to protect capital only. They were there to suppress workers' rights. They were to suppress religious and social minorities. That's fucked. What the fuck, man? What is wrong we with the West? Man. What's wrong with the world, man? Like, uh, uh, it's it's not even people, man. It's fucking. I, I'm getting tired of the power structure too. Like this whole like, man. I've been looking. You're gonna. You might think I'm wild. I've been looking into like astrology a bit, but like real astrology, not like the the zodiac shit you see in the newspaper. Like you know, just like things like that. And apparently, like. There's like a consciousness shift that might be happening, which would explain kind of like like I, I I don't know if I believe in this stuff because but basically like there's this thing called rebel energy, and instead of us having these like very strict rules and this like kind of like how capitalism flor- flourishes, it'll be more this like decentralized like people doing things for themselves like self sufficiency and you know like. If we want something so, done, get it fucking I done. I found my essay. Would you like to we hear my introduction? Which I would <laughs> love to edit, but I still got some stuff right. Yes. Please. So here's my introduction. The United States police force of the 21st century are armed with the yeah. weaponry of our military and lack the experience and training to use them effectively. They should not be using them at all. The U.S. police, the U.S.'s police are an ant- are antique in their policing fashion, overly equipped for domestic issues, and are striving to create a power state in which law enforcement is becoming a task force equipped to beat and retreat citation, rather than protect and serve. They're already a power state. They have been. Together, the military equipment and the tactics portrayed by the police officers of the United States as a, and the tactics portrayed the police officers of the U.S. as a, are oppressors and a domestic threat to the citizens of the United States. Good job, 17-year-old Harris, for calling the police domestic threats. The average officer must be disarmed of lethal weaponry. Yeah. Firearms and tactical equipment shall o- only be in use in extreme emergency. They don't need that. Police have become an oppressive force and must be disarmed for the betterment of society. Wow, I'm proud of myself. In what year was this? 2014. That's sick, dude. Do it! So what do you think about the defund the police thing? Or what do you think of... I mean, I, I, I think I know. I think that the like, what do we have to like, lose? Seriously, yeah, what do that's we have totally to lose? Cool. But, uh, let's, let's talk more about an ass beating. No, I agree. But let's talk more about these. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about, let's talk about Minnesota and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, dismantling the police pretty much. I think Jacob Free is a coward. The mayor of Minneapolis. Who? Okay. He was asked. He was there to protest. So I don't know anything about it. He was asked, "Hey, do you support bl- police demilitarization?" And straight mm. up, in front, in the, not in front of, in the middle of a crowd of people, and on live camera, he said, "No." Like, mm. if it were if it were a crowd of less civilized and less well mannered and less compassionate people, he would have been torn limb from limb for saying no. But this is Black Lives Matter we're talking about. All they did was boo him. That was it. Yeah. 
<laughs> they should have fucked. Someone should. It's too bad. Like a crazy anarchist doesn't live just. Let me uh, throw something at him. Let me uh, let me talk Whatever. a little more about this essay because I, I guess it's, it's weird. Because now that I'm going over it, I also I also um ahead, talked man. about uh, the it's Roman sick, vigiles man. who were essentially just firefighters, and of course, just as the American police were, they were also slave catchers. They weren't a police force. They were used for um, uh, they were used oh. as riot police against you know a fucking riot. They were used uh, as firefighters against the numerous fires, which is honestly the greatest danger to society, society before modern times. And they were used as night watchmen. They were right. armed. Is that like what, how it was set up in the States too? That basically they were basically just like... The Northern the police and the Southern police were instituted as slave should, catchers. Like, they looked around to catch black people and sell them back into slavery in the South. There we go. That's a, they were combined that, that makes a lot of sense. with the that British police force, this. which was, I'll send you some stuff Definitely. on it by Extra History. I love them. I love Extra History. Um, they were, the, the British police force was okay. based off of um, thief catchers who were there to retrieve stolen property and prosecute criminals. It's disgusting. It was corrupt from the start, and it's corrupt to the end. That's freaking... That's the thing, like... I, I know the energy is going to continue, and I, I believe it. And, like, there's people won't shut up, but it's, like, enough people, like, and maybe... I, I got to just kind of, like, try to educate people more. But enough people, I feel like, like, dude, we all hate Donald Trump, right? But, like, so many TikTokers, let's say, are just making videos on, like, you see what Donald Trump did? And I'm all, like, great. But, like, there's more. Like, go deeper. Like, let, let, let's, like, attack everything. Like, here, here's something. And I don't, I, I don't want to say defund pharma because there's things that people need. But, like, reform of how we big pharma works would be fucking fantastic. Like, instead of having to pay exorbitant amounts we of money for things like this, insulin pick pharmacies okay. uh public like a public on i'm not going to say nationalized because nationalized be like nationalism like, fuck sure that. but <laughs> things that are things that are <laughs> integral to our society such as food such as transportation power electricity internet these yeah. things should be owned by the public they shouldn't be controlled by private entities yeah. that have that have one goal in mind you capital as, as much as any company says oh yeah we're here for people yeah, i don't care yeah. what they have to say as long as they're charging me 70 dollars to use the goddamn internet it's not even that fast i got a friend in korea he pays half yeah, that bro. for like seven times the speed of the internet how, I think how, when was the last time you had to wait for something to buffer no seriously when was the last time you had to wait for something to buffer because yeah. i had to wait just today no, i think we're heading that way yeah yeah Really? Uh, it's been, I mean, yeah, I mean, a little bit, I guess, all the time, right? Oh, but it's not, I remember back dude, in the day. I waited, that I remember in like middle school. Dude. I would wait for 45 minutes for one episode of either the Boondocks or my favorite YouTube channel to upload, I don't know, like what, like Let's Play Skyrim episode 76. I would, I would 45 minutes for it. It would play for five nice. minutes and then I'd have to wait again. 
one time I left my computer on all night to buffer the whole episode. It was the greatest day of my life. I don't know why I didn't do it more often. That's- no, I never used LimeWire. You remember LimeWire? Yeah, so they like like all those like you know LimeWire. There was like Morpheus and all those like this is pre like Spotify and all that shit. This is like you know torrents and all that shit. They yeah, used to take, like, hours to download like a whole album. Or that was oh yeah, yeah. Sharing. You remember like um, Pirate Bay and like I Still Hunt and all that shit. Like you know, Dude, it's crazy thinking about that. In high school, Man, I made my name in the school. That's one thing. Being I mean, really good yeah. at piracy. So what I did was my friends nice. set up a VPN in our school, which was sick. And my computer was one of the hosts, was one of the hosts. So I could do my research on police demilitarization without blocks, which was one of the things that um, Denver Public Schools blocks is talking about the police, talking about militarization, talking about any sort of protest because American censorship in public schools is insane. So I got around that. And I made it very clear that without a VPN, which was perfectly legal and within school rules, um, that I could not have conducted my research without it mm-hmm. and that I, would have, that I was being censored. Didn't go anywhere, but it worked. Um, That's yeah, so the, the other way I did it was Dude, you were, you were I, made, game, I, uh, I found a really easy way to pirate stuff. I, uh, I have all my different things. I still use a lot of the same websites today. And did you know that I watched the entirety of Game of Thrones? This is in 2014, though. Um, the entirety of Game of Thrones, up oh, to wow. then, illegally, in my American literature class. In the middle of class, too. I would get in conversations with my teacher about wow. Game of Thrones in the middle of class, and she'd let me go back to watching it. <sighs> Thank you. Nice. I, I was both the That's piracy it. guy and the guy who because didn't cause any trouble guy. in a class full of troublemakers. It, it, dude, I love that class so much. We That's wouldn't good. do anything. Oh, really? Okay. So that, that, that Some days I could just, I could just leave class. Yeah. I was part of this thing called Trout Team. I feel like I would go and feed trout. We grew trout in our school, and at the end of the year, okay, I got a field trip to go put trout in a river. It was the wow. Yeah, it was just, it was just a tank full of like, like sixteen you had trout. A fish farm at your school. It was amazing. My high school experience wow. was that's me sick. finding ways to that's, get out of doing work. That's a sick school. And I finished tenth in my class, which was amazing. I wish yeah. I had that. I wish I had those grades today. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, classics. Yeah. Man. Also, the hardest. Boy, I had a hard time in university, system. man. Like, yeah, is that it? A, a, yeah, well, a few issues. If I didn't have, thing, a, I mean, have had a few issues that we really talked not. about in the past, um, my university would be a whole lot better. Yeah. No, for sure, man. Um, here let's end with this. Actually, you know, yeah. Concordia. Yeah. You know that they're, they're doing it completely online in the fall, right? I think I think a lot of universities are gonna. Like I don't know, like I guess they could adapt, but I think a lot of universities are going to go, are going to struggle, man. And some of them might have that. to close because uh, of this. That's that's a which shame. Which is crazy to think about. Yeah, 
It is. It, I guess online learning will take a big thing. And then my other question for you about education is yeah. because of COVID and, you know, the like with elementary schools and they're trying to make it safe and all that. But like if you had a kid right now, Hell no. would you feel comfortable sending them to school in these conditions? Or, or would you, it's I'd hire a private right? tutor if I had the money. Because the home, okay, I'm going to tell you right now, homeschool kids. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. 100% weird. There is no way yeah. you can have a homeschool kid and them not be super Fast. weird. Like I remember, like on like I was on this basketball team as a kid, right? And what? one year, this kid came in, and like we asked him, "Hey, what school do you go to? Like, who are your friend? Like, where you hang out?" And we asked what school he went to. Like, we all went around the circle. It was like, "Oh yeah, I go to East High School. I go to South. I go to North. I go to G Dub." I'm like, okay, I go to DCIS, had to explain what the hell that was, my bougie-ass high school. This kid says home. He said, no, he didn't even say homeschool. He just said home. Raises his hands like, home! And it's like... <laughs> that kid probably got bullied at homeschool. I hate to say that. He probably was not like... <laughs> Man, I, hope, I actually hope it's that like, wasn't an issue. If you didn't bully at homeschool, please call help. I <laughs> there um uh-huh. there's this thing though it's interesting like it's called unschooling i like that i, yeah. I think that that's very though. unschooling is basically like have you heard of it so basically it's like like this very alternative way like the kids create their own curriculum and like, like kind of, and this is not something you would do yeah. like once you want to take the SATs or the ACTs or to get it to university. Uh, you still got to go through that whole thing. This is more like, so like, let's say the kids are into, I don't know, architecture. So like, they might, yeah. the, like yeah. their school might be building like a treehouse. You know what I mean? So it's it's really cool actually. And they they're, they're, they have a program, and it's not as structured, and they decide what they want to learn. And I think it's really cool. I mean, I'd that like to see like more resources school, man. for it. Hate I don't school, think it's man. the easiest thing to do. But, yes. Yeah, so, yeah dude. Charter school ruined my life. It, so, let, let's end with that. So, so, okay. so charter schools are weird places. I am, I'm ignorant. So Imagine you get a bunch of hippies. You give them money. You're like, you know what? You get to decide how schools run. And now, now tell me a few things that you think of right. our – typical in a regular school just tell me a few things like off the top of your head top three things um okay math, we have science, all of that history, except, one, history. Te- except um, one teacher you know, teaches everything. structure you don't structure. go to math class it's just math period okay in my in my school we had like Excuse one me, subject for the entire you. year like, um, like one year, this was another lesson completely lost on me now that I realize it, was westward expansion and immigration in the 1800s America. Now, I went about it all wrong. We learned about the Sand Creek Massacre. Are you familiar with that? So this, this, is, this happened in my home state of Colorado. No. So essentially, uh, let me make sure I'm getting the tribe right. So, also called the Chivington Massacre, Battle of Sand Creek, or Massacre of Cheyenne Indians. So, there was a massacre of Cheyenne Arapaho nations 
by the U.S. Ameri- by the U.S. Army. Essentially, the the Cheyenne and the Arapaho are hanging out at Sand Creek, awaiting peace talks. John Shivington shows up with seven hundred assholes mm-hmm. at dawn, attacks the Cheyenne and Arapaho, killing as many people as possible. John Shivington. Jesus. So like John Smith, is that what you said? This happened in uh, this happened way oh, okay. after this happened in 1864. <laughs> so this was one of the things we learned about. And right, 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 yeah. They didn't Okay. I and the problem was that the the uh, the empathy required wasn't developed in us enough. Or I don't know if it was not developed enough, but we just didn't get it. I didn't get it. None of my classmates understood why this was an issue and why we're being taught it. Just some more things about about school is that like you know the reg- okay. regular clickiness of so, every single school ever. Imagine that, but it's a population of three hundred students yeah. total in the entire school. Right. I used to have this friend group. Wow. And they were like the in group. And when they were when I was in with them, I was an in kid. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. But one day they decided to ditch me. And because right. one of the ki- one of the little shit's moms oh, was no. on the school board, who used to be friends with my mother, he got off scot free. These assholes bullied me relentlessly. Like they would call me names, and you know the the, the way the Americans teach but- like how to deal with bullying is okay. you know they say just walk away, right? You say no, stop, and just walk away. So what I did, I followed bullying right. advice. I just walked away. Little assholes followed. And so eventually I ran away and then I got in trouble because I'd left school grounds. I hid under a flagpole in the middle of like the fucking parking lot. So I don't know why I got in trouble. It was, I was very visible. I was still on school grounds. I got in trouble for running away from bullying. You got in trouble because when I got called into the office for that, I explained why. These kids call into sneering as always. And you know, you know how they got off scot-free? No, because I didn't say no, stop. Because, well, their moms were on the school that's board, what, That's right? what charter schools teach you. They, teach, they, they reinforce all the same things, except it's a small community, yeah. so close-knit, that if you aren't in the inn and you aren't in the controlling group or you are not in their yeah. good graces, you're fucked. And the thing is, it's also incredibly right. racist because this is an expensive yeah. school. The kids who were on the school board, they got money. Do you know how many people do you know how many black people were in my entire elementary see, school? That's kind of structured. One. At one point, there was only one guy. Two. And he was he was only wow. accepted as friends once he hit puberty and he started being good at sports. At all. That's how fucking racist charter schools are. We have there's a my school had a whole mm-hmm. mantra. We are crew not passengers. Yeah, no, see, are there a lot of them? They would have left everyone high and dry. Anyways, fuck private school. Fucking yeah, that sounds I horrible. I have no yeah, idea. Sorry, I know about three. There are a lot of charter schools. There was uh, Remsel where I went to. Fuck you, Remsel. And if Chad Burns still works there, fuck you, Chad Burns. 
you almost got me suspended for getting choked. Yeah. So I got choked. I almost, I almost got choked twice, and I almost got suspended <laughs> twice because I was the one getting choked. Yeah. So that says a lot. Um, it, it, yeah. yeah, and there's there's at least one more. One yeah. of my friends back in Denver who I met after after I left high school and after I graduated. My thank you, Alex. I love you so much. Um, one of the ways we bonded was our mutual hatred of charter schools and of the identical experiences we had. Like you, you think like, hey, one thing maybe this is just one bad school, but an entirely different charter school with an entirely different curriculum in the same state, this is an endemic issue. Wow. Yeah, that's, see, that's, well, that's why, like, the unschooling thing to me, it, it, I get what you're saying, but that to me is still, like, institutionalized, it's structured. It, yeah, it, but I'm just going to say right now, Remsel was the most individual school I've ever been uh, to. Actually, I think yeah. And it was still rife with the same thing. Right? Yeah, that's fucking horrible, man. That's, 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 see, that's why, man, like, I agree with you, like, there's this balance, you need to have your kids, like, socially capable, you don't want them to be those weird homeschool kids, but it's like, at the same time, it's just like, I don't know if I like, especially when it's like, for elementary stuff like that, like, I feel like creativity is super important, you know what I mean? And I feel like kids don't get, we do. they're, they're not allowed to play as much, kids need to be outside maybe we need reform it. we should hold too, more man. lessons outside, we should take we more do. field so. trips. One of the good things about my charter school is we took a lot of field trips. Some of my worst memories of my life are on like week long cabin trips with my class. Like when some kid pissed in my shoes or they left all my stuff outside in the rain or they verbally berated me until I slept outside all night. But also they were some of the best times of my life too, because I was able to, you know, Go hang out in a tree for seven hours. I was able to learn how to start a fire. I learned how to, you know, fucking tell direction no matter what. There are some important skills there that were just ruined by the charter schooling system. We need to take the kids outside more. Hell, dude, you remember when you had like, when like a teacher was like, hey, we're just going to have class outside today. You ever have that? Best day. And you know why you fucking love it? It's outside. It's fun. It's new. Because it's different. It's outside. Yeah. I love to hear it. Yeah. It's sick, man. Here, I got a story for you, man. I think you're going to really like this. It's from my uh-huh. high school. So I didn't go to like, charter high school, but I went to this kind of like, it's called Royal West. And it's kind of like this like private-ish, but it's not private. It's totally public. But you need to take a test and yeah. an interview. And it was like all these pretty like, I guess, smart or alternative kids, right? So we had like student politics. We had the Student Life Association. But one day... A few of us were in the library. You know, we weren't like the coolest kids. We used to hang out in the library. And one day, we, in our library, we had Karl Marx's um, yeah. gospel, um, not no, we had the Communist Manifesto, right? Like literally in the library. So we started reading it and we literally created a political campaign called Fat Man Eating Sausage that basically stole from the Communist Manifesto, right? Like word for world, right? <laughs> And we took over, dude. We, we won every single year. And I wasn't like the one of the main organizers, 
but like a few of the kids were like geniuses, right? In high school, they literally wrote an entire manifesto and we put posters around uh-huh. the school of this, like basically it was a stick drawing of a fat guy eating sausage. And we, we, won, every, we won every My election, American public like, school experience had but the reverse is, of that. Know, we, One kid thought it would be really like, funny was, to read Mein Kampf at a school assembly. Yeah. And, and I got my posters taken oh. down because at one point in time, the fucking drama club, of course, was putting posters everywhere with really bad memes. This was like 2012 too, where it was like memes aren't that good. But you know, like the like the the fucking Zoidberg thing. It's like your meme is yeah. bad and you should feel bad. I printed out a hundred of those and just post them right next to each one. Right. And uh, this kid went around, tore all of them down, and when he saw me posting them, he grabbed awesome. everything I had, threw in the trash, and slapped my phone out of my hands. So that's what I got. That's American public schooling. Yeah. No, dude, I'll tell you actually another quick one, too. Like, I actually think, like, you would have loved going to this high school, man, because it was very – it was interesting. And, like, at the time, I wasn't very popular at that school, but, like, looking – recently, I looked yeah. back, and I'm like, okay – what do I hate the most? Colonialism and capitalism. And I'm pretty like radical, let's say overall, like I'm not ridiculously radical, but I'm very like revolutionary. So I'm like, okay, we have that going on. The story I just told you, I wrote the, the essay on Rwanda that started my interest in that. Right. Cool. And then it's like, we also did this thing once yeah. this kid um, got a, a piercing because we had a, we had a uniform. Right. And the kid got a brow piercing and he um, was told that day you need you can't yeah. wear that to school. He says, okay, no problem. So at lunch, he put a Band-Aid over it, you know, just so we could get through the day and we wouldn't get in trouble. Anyway, he ended up getting suspended by our, because our, our Ooh, vice principal yeah. was literally like vice a principal's a, a dictator. You know, I got shit, to, right? You know what I got to do to my oh. vice principal? Okay. So I at one know. point in time, these girls were raising money for a trip to Europe, which I also got on the same what? trip, but I'll, t- I'll tell you about how, like, I fucking gamed my high school after this story. So... I paid 20 bucks. It was a, they asked a bunch of teachers if they would yeah. be willing to get pied in the face for money. I, it was about $1 a ticket. I paid 20 bucks. Awesome. I said, give me 20 tickets. I had the highest bid out of everyone. You know who I got okay. to pie? Fucking nice. vice principal. Who? Your mm-hmm. least favorite teacher? Oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just to finish uh, what I was saying, though, man, that, see, I agree with you, man. My sports schools are all, always assholes. But anyway, so you know what ended up happening? got suspended. Uh-huh. So this is when social media started, like Facebook and just gotten created. So we went on, we created a group, and we fucking next day, mm-hmm. man, we showed up to the school, all of us wearing Band-Aids, uh, like, to say, like, fuck off. Like, just suspend this guy. Anyway, by lunchtime, the entire school was wearing Band-Aids. And then, yeah, no, I'm telling you, like, thinking back, my high school was legendary, dude. We were a bunch of communists. Like, I'm telling you. And we, like, marched to City Hall once to demand that we have extra compost bins and recycling bins. Like, fuck, man. It's, you know, you know what, man? Like, I think that's something that you need, like, people should know, especially, like, a yeah. Um, I actually just interviewed this TikTok guy for my podcast, and he's 18 years old, right? And at one point, like, he asked me, he's like, what's university like? Because he's not going to university. He's moving to Florida to, like, do the entrepreneur thing because that's what he's into. And I'm like, sweet. And it was, it, like, 
he said, and I gave the one advice I said is like, dude, just remember that like you might hate life for things right now, but you you're gonna go through life yeah, and you're realize oh with, shit, you know, like there's a lot of life, things that happen that were actually story. super important to my to who. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my high school is called Denver. So you Center said you wanted to um, say something about your high school. How you basically was a focus on international studies. Um, I took French. Okay. And every year we had a new French teacher, and we never got past passé composé. So that's one of the reasons why I don't speak French. Other being my parents kept it from me, and that I am very stupid. Those are the reasons. Okay. Um. So I went to Europe when I was 15. That's just an interesting language. The way I had to pay for it myself. My parents were like, you know what? You got to pay for this yourself. You're going to do it. You're going to do great. Great job, Harris. This is the only way you're going to Europe. So the way I, so every year there's this DCIS scholarship where every student is encouraged to travel. Everyone's given the same opportunity, but not everyone has the money. So it's only like the same six rich white kids who are all valedictorian, who are all like, you know, top 10 people in class. They're the ones traveling outside the school, which is, it's not what the school is about. It's just bourgeoisie yeah. nonsense. And it's basically UN. It's like the practice version of the UN, which I hate. UN can eat a dick. Um, okay. So when, in order to finance my trip, so my parents said, you know what? This is one thing yeah, we're not going to pay for you. I sold very poorly. I sold coffee for my business class. I was very bad at it. But the way I got the rest of it, I made a thousand right. bucks that way. I sold a lot of coffee. And um, I sold it only to family members too. The, another $2,000 that I needed for it I gained from the DCIS scholarship. How did I do that? I it's I, I've I, it's a three thousand dollars scholarship between all the students. Yeah. And I got two thousand of them. I told them that I worked through adversity by being debate partners with a Republican, which was true. Man, I got some more stories about that. I'll tell you about it that in October the next season. Like awesome. just more nonsense stories because I've got so many fucking nonsense stories about that guy. Um, um but yeah, two thousand dollars just for saying I was I was tolerant of Republican that I wanted to like experience Europe so I could like you know expand my horizons and learn more. How did I get two thousand dollars for that? When some poor kid got barely two hundred. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah I gained my high school, but he gained the you gained Concordia. Hey, Graham Carr, give me two hundred dollars, please. Yeah. Fuck yeah, Moreau Concordia, man. I mean, look, man, we're. I think there's a reason why Concordia breeds a bunch of anarchists. And not anarchists, but like, you know, like we're very, yeah, I guess you could say that. I think the reason for that is because of our, like our, our fucking, the government of like the administration. Like, fucking I, insufferable. Man, I hate it's hard not to be an anarchist when you see them. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> They're really not fun either, man. Like, 
Say what you like. Look, Frosh is is a whole shit show. But I got to be honest, man. I used to we used to always make fun of the JMSB kids because it's like you see them and you're like, you're not even having fun. You're so this boy. So this boy in Poli side took me for a few drinks one time. Anyway, all right. He interested me. Interested me one with like Poli side like friends and stuff. I have had. I've never had less fun drinking for free than when it was with them. Like, like. yeah, like I get you guys think you're smart, poli sci. Yeah, they're, but they're, you're they're just capitalists. That's the, it. Our... Oh, they're not though. <laughs> they like, are. I'm not right? even that smart, like, and like I don't want to get too much into it, but like, like I feel Einstein. like that's so true. Like, <laughs> like a lot of them have like a lot of like. I don't know what you want to call it, but the technical understanding of like, wow, you side, read right? Republic. And, then, Ooh, and you know, like the policy stuff and all that. And uh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. that's kind of, why are the radicals not, there's like no freaking hardcore lefties or like at least like revolutionaries or those type, like the loud people. None of them are in policy. They're, like, they're the ones that always were against the protests or against. They're there to like, support liberals. It doesn't make sense to me personally. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh god. All right. So before we keep talking for three hours, I guess we'll yeah. end it. And like the season, um, I guess is well. This is the last time we're going to talk in the season. So, um, here I'll, I'll. This is your your final question. Um, what do you tell people that want to keep the energy going for the BLM movement and to well, like one? Well, yeah, I would say it's really people, not like, my place you, to tell people what to do. What's your advice to them? I guess but it's, if you need encouragement, it's kind of you're doing great. Keep that shit up. I'll donate more. Oh, I need to cut my cash for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I guess not the official. Oh, the, I mean, uh, people that are listen to your black solidarity with them. That's more. Um, understand your resources. Get access to resources. If yeah. you can't, if you are making a paycheck right now, if you have income right now, not from Serb because that don't count. If you are making income, if you have a fucking job, you better donate that shit. I've donated. <laughs> yeah, to bail funds. All <laughs> have you donated? Yeah, no, honestly, donating is good. Um, can you give? Um, do you have a really good? What's your? You have like one that you think is a good one to donate to because. I know for a lot of people, they're worried that if they, um, like, if they donate to, like, fuck, you know, not the best my organization. But like, my, my what's one that you like? Is there's the top two. I've, I've only donated to a bail fund at this moment because that's really important because bail is expensive. It is very expensive. Um, mm-hmm. If you can, donate materials, food, that's water, good, supplies. Yeah. Uh, if you've got the capital to donate to a bail fund, donate to medical funds, donate to, uh, donate to organizations mm-hmm. just to keep their employees running. Just literally – whatever money you can give to good organizations that you can get, you know, verified yeah. by other people, make sure it's verified by, by your friends, by your family, by other folks on the internet, by other influencers, by other organizations, mm-hmm. get yeah. that money out. Yeah. There. Every dollar counts. Every dollar counts. Hold on one second. Yeah, man, that's a good idea. Do it. And, and, I think I'm and medics, well and medics stations. Like, They're just, they are being targeted illegally. Yeah, I vote I, I, in in fucking war crimes by the cops. Nice. That that occupying army, they're yeah. risking their lives. Yeah, I know the cops. Absolutely. 
Fuck the cops. Uh, you, you should, you should play cops. me out uh, with... Fuck uh, the cops. Know, That's my last thing to fuck say. Fuck the police, NWA. I hate them. I hate them. Here. I'll... Yeah, let's do it. Give me a sec. Oh, sorry, my yoga... My yoga video is still on, and apparently I didn't finish it completely. The fuck? Um, oh, agree. Uh, I loved it. Fuck the police. Yo, by the way, that movie, man, is fucking incredible. Um, uh-huh. Oh my god! I cried. I was in the hospital, um, probably high on drugs from the uh, second surgery, but still, like that movie is so good, man. I I knew it was good going in, but wow. Um, okay, let's just do it. Fuck the police! And honestly, yeah, the whole all cops are bad thing is like, like one bad cop makes all cops bad, right? Like that's the way I look at it. Yeah, exactly. And here, honestly, I was talking to a guy. He never ended up becoming a cop, but he was telling me like the that whole fucking like the the culture is horrible, man. Yeah, it's like very very abusive, yep. especially to women and stuff like that. It's fucked. Here we go. Ready? Okay, we'll wait till he says fuck the police. Yo. <laughs> Here we go, man. Uh-huh. Well, they don't take off the police right away. Shit. Well, there it is. Here we go. Hey. Absolutely. All right, man. Um, so obviously we're gonna see each other, I'm sure, at some point. Um, well, we're gonna keep in touch, and uh, yeah, I, 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 I think it's needed, man. I think I need to take a nice, long, extended break and then reflect and try to. Uh, I don't I agree, think we're done, bro. I think we're gonna. It's gonna be an interesting six months. I think there's gonna be a lot of fuck shit that's gonna come out, and I think, I think there's gonna be absolutely. Obviously, there's gonna be some bad shit happen, but it's gonna be fun, man. Absolutely. Fun. Thanks for having me on. Gonna change. Let's do it. All right, man. It's time for a revolution. Guys, if two regular old folks like Harris and I can be thinking about the things we're thinking about, can be rejecting the way we've been doing things, you can too. And it's not about always being on the, the same side of things. Harris and I don't agree on everything. But it's about allowing these conversations to happening to happen. It's about allowing open discourse without tearing down progression and I truly feel we're we're on a great path. I mean, you know, with everything that's happening in the world today, you just need to remember that together is how we're going to win. We're not going to win by being divided. We're going to win by standing united. So I really, really appreciate you guys tuning in again. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Have a good one, and we'll talk soon.